Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You're now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is one of the nation's top sophomore basketball players. He's a 6'5", 175-pound shooting guard at the legendary Long Beach Poly in Long Beach, California. He is the number 14th ranked prospect in the country by ESPN. Let's welcome in Giovanni Ruff to KJ Live. What's good, Giovanni? What's up? Everything, man, everything. You on the show. Happy New Year, brother, first of all. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a new year, man. New beginnings. It's a chance to start at the top of things, man. But uh, we're in the middle of the basketball season. Yeah. Uh, and you guys, Long Beach Poly, have played a, a hellacious schedule to start it out, man. Talk about talk to me about how this season has gone so far. Do you feel like there's been a bullseye, sort of a target on you that wasn't there last year as a freshman? Yeah, it definitely is a target because of my rank and who I am right now. But our coaches and our team just trying to keep me level-headed and just know that winning is, you know, the main goal. Yeah, and, and when you talk about winning, you you playing at a program, man, that is notoriously won. Uh, the current, your current coach, as well as Shelton Diggs, as well as the coaches from the past. I mean, I know I went to Crenshaw High School. We played Long Beach Poly, and it was always, you know, one of the biggest games of the year. Do you feel – that pressure or that legacy or is that something that this generation of ball player just really isn't tuned into nah me personally i feel the pressure but i don't think everybody else really realizes that you know we go to poly like everyone's really gunning for us so me personally i, I kind of feel it and i feel like our coaches are trying to like let us know that you know like you're at poly like lock in yeah yeah man you are and, and you guys got um, a lot of opportunity to play against some of the top talent, not only in Southern California, but in the country so far. If all the players that you have faced, because you faced man like a murderer's row, you're going against guys this year. Who has been, who has impressed you the most so far? Uh, St. Bernard's definitely. They gave us the hardest, the toughest matchup. They were just good all around. I like Tony Bland and how he coaches the team. I really like them a lot. Yeah, Burners is a nice little crew. Uh, uh Taj. Taj reasons and they got some upperclassmen that are very, very good basketball players. What is it about this season that feels different than last season? Last year, you guys had senior leadership. This year, it's a young team. You're pretty much the, the, the senior leader, if you will, quote unquote. What's been the biggest difference between this year's poly and last year? It's just this year we're young. Last year we were all, like you said, it was senior Whatever we don't have that this year. We have two seniors, and one of them plays. The other one's kind of you know just there. 
But it's definitely that. I feel like we're not as mature as we were last year, but hopefully we can get on track soon. How, how important is that maturity, Giovanni? As somebody that's been a part of a team and played a major role, how important is maturity on the high school level for your team's success? No, it's super important because if you're not mature and you're just in it for yourself or whatever, you're not going to win nothing. And I feel like we can get like that since we're young sometimes, but we have some games where we're just rolling. Like we lost to some good teams, but there were good losses, but yeah, maturity means a lot. Now you're listed as a shooting guard. Uh, uh, It's my, I'm of the opinion. I think that your natural, well, your position will end up being more of a, of a, of a combo guard, a guy that can handle the ball as well as shoot it. Are you comfortable playing sort of the lead guard, maestro point guard position? Yeah, I just started doing that uh, a couple games ago in practice. Our coach, Coach Shell, told me that I'm going to have to start running the point more. Last year, he wanted me to do it, but I kind of, like, backed off because I was, like, nervous. Like, I was a freshman. I didn't want to mess up my senior season or whatever. So this year, I'm really taking on that combo guard role. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, I mean, having the basketball in your hands, being able to make decisions, especially at high speeds, under duress. I mean, that's what gets you ready, and that's what you're. I think you're built for. I watched you play in the EYBL uh, during the summer, and I just noticed that you have a unique ability to, I think, rise to the occasion. I think that's something that I noticed about you. I think you you rise to the occasion. You're able to step up and turn it on when needed. Now, sometimes when you play against teams that might not, you know, bring the best out of you, you may. You have, in my opinion, played to that level of competition. Now, how do you become a guy that is just that one guy all the time? No matter who you're playing with, you are going to absolutely dominate. Uh, I think it starts in practice, for real. Like, I feel like even if you are, like, you're playing against the second team or whatever and you know that you're better than the other team, you just got to, like – still go at them the same way because if like if I don't do it in practice when I get in the game we play like a league opponent and we're playing like they haven't won a game I'm gonna just start sucking but yeah it really starts in practice no it does and it's it's you practice how you play and we were taught at UCLA and Crenshaw High School both my alma maters that practice was like our most important part of, of our basketball experience. So we had to give it all in practice. There was no being late. There was, we were always locked in to everything the coach said, and we were pushing ourselves. I think pushing yourself is, is the um, one of the toughest things you have to do, especially sometimes when you might not necessarily have uh, the level of competition around you that may push you, but you have to take it upon yourself personally to push yourself, take have some pride each and every day about how you go about your business. Man, talk to me a little bit about your recruiting. Now, I know that there are team or, or schools that are involved. How do you, when you're looking at schools right nowadays, how do you evaluate a program? Is it style of play? Is it the coaching staff? Do you look at the number of guys they got in the league? Talk to me. It's really about their style of play and how they coach. I'm not really worried about how many people they put in the league because at the end of the day, that's going to be on me if I get to the league or not, wherever I go. But it's really style of play because I know uh, I play the right way. So I want to go to a program where, like, it's really all about fundamentals and they coach right. They don't just let people do whatever. They're going to get on you, but they're still going to show you love here and there, you know? Yeah. No, I do know. Um, UCLA was a place – 
that I love because it fit the mode of, of that, what you were saying. I also took an official visit to uh, Duke University in 1993. So they had just won a national championship. Yeah, I'm hanging out with Grant Hill and them guys, Coach K. I'm sitting at Coach K's office. I tell you what, it was one of the great experiences of my life. They Now, Coach K wanted me to walk on. He didn't want me. He wasn't going to offer me a scholarship. He was going to give me a preferred walk on. He said, hey, the next season, you know, you can earn a scholarship. Because, you know, scholarships, Joe, Bonnie, are year to year. So he was telling me that the yeah. next season I could earn a scholarship. And I was just kind of like, coach, you know, you playing me to the left. I'm top 50. Like, I'm not rolling. OK, <laughs> I'm going to UCLA. But that experience and, and when you when you say programs that are fundamentally sound, those two come up. What programs have reached out to you or have shown some early interest in your high school career? Um, right now, at the moment, it's Illinois, UCLA, USC, Arizona, Stanford. Arkansas, a little bit of Virginia, Long Beach State offered, LMU offered. It's just schools like that. It's really West Coast right now. Congratulations on the LMU and the Long Beach State offer. I mean, I remember my first offer, I believe it was UCSB, and I felt like a million bucks because it's nothing like knowing that there's a Division One or even a collegiate opportunity ready to take you on. That's a big responsibility on them. And they, they're putting a lot into that. So, I, you know, I want to give you kudos, man, for working this hard so far. Trust me, I know more offers are going to roll in for you. Let's talk about it. No question, man. Let's talk about a couple of those programs that you mentioned. Um, Arkansas is a program that I, I love. I've uh, I've we um, I've watched them, followed them for years. Um, when Coach Musselman got the job, I definitely was paying a lot of attention. I know the last couple of years they've got some players. What is it about Arkansas style of play that is attractive to Giovanni Ruff? I feel like they let their guards go. Like you see this year, Nick Smith, Anthony Black. Anthony Black is someone I watch a lot. He's yep. a like eight point guard. Mm-hmm. A lot of him people told me put me on him. Yeah. I like how they let him go and like he's not selfish at all. He just he's mainly a passer for real. Yeah. So yeah, I just like how to let him go. Yeah, no, that's key, man. Letting you go, letting you play through mistakes. I think that's one of the big things that uh, athletes always want out of a coach. Just let me, you know, don't pull me out when I mess up, man. Just let me play, let me go, and the freedom to create and do some things. What is it about, say, Illinois that piqued your interest as well? Uh, it's Big Ten. It's on the East Coast. It's, it's a, <laughs> a whole different environment. The Their coaches show love a lot, so I, I like that. I've been yeah. watching games. They're doing pretty good this season. They have a couple of losses, but in general, it's like yeah. the same. They let their guards go, but they let them go to a certain extent. Like, they, you don't want to, like, you know, what's it called? Just let them mess up and stuff, you know? Well, yeah, just run run rampant. I, I had a chance to watch Illinois a couple times this season. They, they smacked my UCLA Bruins out in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah, it was. That was a good game, man. I like, I like that. That one, the lefty, they got a lefty that is like nice, nice and was shooting it. And I'm familiar with uh, Sky Clark as well. Yeah. I had a question about how, you know, someone in your class, 2025, views and local being from the city of Long Beach. How do you view the fact that UCLA and USC are bouncing to the Big Ten Conference? How does that resonate with you? Uh. I mean, it's not like a big deal to me, but I feel like competition-wise, it's a good thing. But maybe I wish they could have stayed out here a little longer. But competition-wise, I feel like Big Ten was the right. 
would that be something is like location or where and who people are playing? Is that something that matters to you a lot? Or are you focused on what is this coach and coaching staff and school going to do for me? How can I leverage this situation? I'm not worried about who I play. Yeah, I'm not really worried about who I play. I feel like location doesn't matter because basketball can take you around the world. And I'm trying to see everywhere. So it's really the coaching for now, that's a great that's a great uh, way to view it, man, because there's a lot of L.A. guys that just hate the cold. I'll keep it real. So they'll turn down opportunities if it's cold and this and that. You know, brothers can't just go put on, you know, a big bubble jacket and get a beanie. You know, it's easy. Layer up. But dudes want to be like, nah, man, it's too cold. I'm not messing with that. I'm like, all right, bro. So you're not like that, Giovanni. Uh, I like the rain, all that. OK, cool, cool. That's uh, that's good to know. Um, In the era nowadays of the NIL the um, name, image, and likeness, which is something that is so kind of brand new to my generation because it was always illegal to get that off. So, you know, we just, you know, it was never legal to really get this off. Now it's legal. <laughs> yeah. How does someone your age look at that? Are you actively, like, worried about that? Are you worried more about just being the best basketball player you can be and then the NILs will come? Or are you, like, do you even think about the NIL? Nah, I don't think about the NIL. I have people hit my parents up talking about NILs. I, it's it's a blessing, of course, but I'm just focused on the basketball part, getting better, because I know, like, one day the money will come, you know? But it's a blessing. Yeah, it is. It is a blessing. I think um, we live in an era now with social media, and, you know, you have following, and there's ability to, like, make money because you have followers. So a guy that stands out for me is Jared McCain out at Corona Centennial. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got like a million TikTok followers. You know, he's going to Duke. He's out here doing his thing and he's balling. So, so the key is it's always you got to ball also. It's not just NIL talk and, and getting bags. Yeah. I, I need 30 pieces. I need, you know, triple doubles. I need a championship. I mean, that's to me. I come from that era. Like, you know, we you got to actually produce. But I love the opportunity that it gives the young athletes today to maximize off their talent. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you look at your game, Giovanni, and you evaluate yourself, what does that process look like? Do you watch film on yourself? Are you revisiting the game and thinking play by play and what you could have did better? Give me some insight into how you break down your game. I really watch the losses because really this year, all of our losses, I haven't really performed, you know, 
to the, my best, but I look at what I what I could have done, what I did. I you always want to look at the good stuff, you know. You want to just put yourself down, but I feel like it's just all effort. Like rebounding, you was talking about triple doubles and stuff. I feel like I can average triple double if I just put in the effort to go rebound on the offensive boards, get my teammates involved, stuff like that. Yeah, no, those are things that it's it's definitely the first part of it all is just recognizing things you can do better. As basketball yeah. as basketball players, sometimes you know we don't we we get sensitive about ourselves, our game. You know, we don't want to watch film because of how we might look. But it's the best move is to be brutally honest with yourself at all times. And listen to those people close to you, around you, that have known you for a long time and that are telling you things that, that you know, you may, you don't want to hear. I know I never used to want to hear nothing my, my dad had to say. I never used to hear nothing my mom had. I didn't want to hear nothing. Like, don't tell me nothing. And my dad played in the league, bro. And my dad was in the league and all types of stuff. And I did my dad like that. Like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about, man. You played 10 years ago, 20 years ago, man. So, but the reality is he did. And the reality is I should have listened. But back to you. Um the EYBL. I wanted to talk about that because I coached on the EYBL in 16 several years ago with the truth. Did you feel like, did the EYBL experience for you, did it give you uh, confidence going into this season or was confidence already there from the freshman year? No, nah, confidence was definitely there from the freshman year. But when I came back from EYBL, I knew nobody in this area really was playing EYBL. So I was like, if I can hang over there, when I come back there, I should be dominating. So it boosted me up. Yeah. Are you looking forward as far as um, when we talked about college? Are you looking forward to like locking in a major? Um, do you have like interests outside of basketball as far as you know what you're going to do? Is it business? Is it, you know, law, maybe history? I don't know. Talk to me about your interests outside. What is your long term kind of thought process on what you want to be after the ball stops bouncing? After the ball starts bouncing, I feel like I want to stay in the basketball world, even if it's like announcing, you know, doing what you you interview people. Like, this is cool. Yeah. I like stuff. Like this history is cool too. I don't know if I can see myself as a historian though. <laughs> I want to stay in the basketball circle. Yeah. Place where I'm. What's your favorite subject in school? Oh, it's history. Yeah. You you like history? What what is so? I was a history major at UCLA, and I'm fascinated with history. What is it about history that you like so much? Like, why history? It's you're learning about, about the past and why certain things in today's day happens. But it's really my teacher. Like, it's all about the teacher. If the teacher's cool with you, cool with everybody, and he teaches well, you're going to like the subject. I have all good teachers this year. Oh, shout out. Shout, what's your teacher, history teacher's name? Give him a shout out. He might be listening. Shout, shout out, Mr. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Mr. Scott? Uh, you know he'll be listening. Um, when... When you look at the NBA, when I was coming up, when I was your age, I did not think about the NBA. The NBA was not something that I'm just like, look so far away from me. It's a lot closer to guys nowadays. It's a lot more reachable and attainable, in my opinion. When you look at the NBA, what are your thoughts on it? How do you view it? Is it some, I know it's obviously a place you want to play. But is it is it one of those things where it looks like something that is almost an impossible dream? Or do you feel like you have the confidence that if you work hard enough, you can attain it? No, I feel like the NBA for me is very possible. But I'm very far right now. But if I keep working hard, I feel like one day I will see myself on the NBA team. Who, who's, your, who's your favorite uh, 
player and team right now. Jason Boston Celtics. <laughs> and this is your man. You from LA? You from Long Beach? Hold on. Are you talking about Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum. What? What about Jay, Jay Tatum's game is so nice right now? The way he gets to his spots. And I feel like he's a little inconsistent here and there, but when he's on, he's like unstoppable. It feels like. But Luca, Luca might might have got him. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. But then Donovan Mitchell has 71 the other night. It's It's been some crazy stuff going on. Do you think that – and obviously you, you, weren't, you weren't born when the league – was more of a physical league and there was more of an emphasis on physicality and big men that were true big men and stuff like that. Do you feel like the NBA right now, do you feel like if you could have, if you could look back on the eighties, the nineties and on YouTube, do you feel like the NBA right now is less physical than it was back then in your research and in the things that you have watched and seen? Talk to me. I need to hear your perspective, man. (laughs) I feel I feel like it's still physical to a certain extent, but I feel like back then it was physical and like I don't know how to explain it. The players wanted everyone to see how physical it is. I feel oh. like it's these days, like it's still physical, but it's like, you know, don't do that type stuff. No, that's a great point. When you say when you said the players, they wanted to know everybody, hey, I'm physical. Hey man, I'm out here, I'm elbowing. <laughs> Yeah, no, because it was. It was. It was all about intimidation. And and nowadays, it may be just as physical, but I think the intimidation, bullying, trying to punk dudes aspect has been kind of taken out of the game. Now dudes are actually focused on basketball like it should have been. Yeah. When you watch them old days and you look at guys in in our era, I mean, in, in the current era, do you ever do the comparison thing, man? When you look at like Michael Jordan or Kobe and like say, you know, LeBron now or anybody like that, do you ever compare players from different eras? Do you ever think about that stuff? I think when I'm talking to my friends, you know, it's always, you know, who's better, Michael or Jordan or not Michael Jordan, Michael or LeBron. But me personally, I never compare because mm-hmm. I was I wasn't alive to see it live. I didn't see none of that. But, so I just stay in the present time. No, that's key, man. And you've seen a lot of basketball. You've been to a lot, a few programs, and you, you know, you be in, you be in the mix since you've been young, which is great. It's a great yeah. experience to be able to see that stuff up close, uh, and personal. What? So you, so when you, but you don't have a goat. You don't have a greatest of all time that you just say, hey, uh, he's the greatest. Uh, for me, it's LeBron right now. Yeah. Okay. And why? I, is, I haven't seen enough Jordan to say it's Jordan. So, but why is it LeBron? Just, just break down why LeBron is the greatest of all time. I feel like he's a winner. People want to bring up his finals uh, record or whatever, but I feel like he's a winner that can get his teammates better. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that he's 6'8", 260, and, you know, can play like every- Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I was around for Michael Jordan. I, uh, you know, I came up, you know, loving Mike. I met Mike first time probably when I was 10, 10 years old at the 1986 All-Star Game. Uh, and then I had a like a lifetime of between the ages of like 14 and 25 where, you know, I'm balling against him at the Space Jam Jordan Dome or I go up to his camp and, uh, we you know, we hooping against each other. You know, so I've guarded Mike. I've played against Mike. Um, I definitely think Mike is, you know, that guy. I think he transcended basketball. I think it was much more than just stuff on the floor with Mike. It was his swag. It was his flair. It was the first time. 
our generation had ever seen anything like that. Uh, and so that's what kind of made it Mike. But also, Mike, I think a guy that doesn't get a lot of, well, he does in certain factions, Kobe Bryant. I think Kobe, yeah. for me, it's it's pretty crazy how unstoppable Kobe was at his peak. Um, and how, if you watch Kobe, I, I, you should watch a ton of Kobe because the way he's, he's able to, he was able to adjust his body in the air and the shots. I think I don't, I never seen anybody hit more difficult shots on a consistent level than Kobe, you know, them threes with like four or five hands up. I mean, dude would be doing crazy stuff. So for me, and then to go through what he went through and, and at the peak of his career, and to be faced with the pressure of, of, of personal and, and private type things in a very public way and still to be able to perform and to still average 30 something throughout all of that, that just spoke to his level of mental fortitude, man. And, and I think that his name definitely is somebody that needs to be you know talked about. Um, yeah, man, I want to talk about something that ain't got to do with basketball, man. I want to talk about. What's your favorite shoes to rock off the court, man? When you chilling at the house, bruh. Because look, I look, because so look, when I was coming up, man, we had flip-flops. That was our leisure attire, right? Nowadays, though, I see the Uggs. I see like all kind of with the fur in them. I see these little crazy furry shoes. Talk to me about the shoe attire, man, off the court, man. What's your what's your favorite shoes to chill in, bro? Nah, it's definitely the Uggs, like you said. I I just got some <laughs> actually with the Where? fur. Or inside, yeah. I, I'm not a big shoe like Jordan and stuff. I'm I'm not big on that. I never asked for that. Everyone that knows me knows I'm not a big shoe guy. But I, I like I'm like uh flip flops, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's always good to take care of the puppies, man. If your feet gotta be comfortable because we on these feet all the time and they hurt. I saw I, I totally get it. Music. Music is a big part of what we do. Now, what type of music do you listen to and who are, are some of them? If I found you in the locker room at Long Beach Poly being pregame, listening to music, what is playing in your AirPods, bro? And rap. All straight rap. If I rap all. But old school? Old school rap? MWA? Like, what no. kind of rap? New new age. Babyface Ray. King Von. Little Baby. All oh, oh, King Von. Okay. <laughs> so what? Quando hey, Rondo? <laughs> okay sorry sorry bad joke bad joke i know i just read up about it yeah see straight face me i know bad joke no nah, but king von my son put me on king von years ago he was all on king von and just von this and von that and so i finally listened to von and von was that dude man i gotta keep it real he had that energy he got that energy about him that gets you just uh you just get turned up and i'm an old man so i i totally can understand what you're going through uh about it as well man um when, talk a little bit about just your dad. I know your dad played. He was city player of the year. He played college and pro. I had the same thing with my pop, my pop hoop, and I went to the same high school as him. Is there any pressure as far as from a legacy standpoint? Do you ever feel like, man, I got to, you know, when you wake up, man, I got a ball, I got a hoop, or does that stuff kind of just not even register to you? No, I don't feel no pressure. I feel like my, my pops, he lets me know, like, it's no pressure. It's, you know, whatever you want to do in life. But That's I'm just, I still just want to be in the ones for real. That's all I think about. Now, when's the last <laughs> – have, so have you played him in once recently? Uh, no, not recently. Oh, okay, because, you know, your dad could go. Uh, no, he, I don't know if you know, but your dad, you know, he, he used to raise – 
y'all both raise up on y'all jumper the same kind of way, like get all like this high off the ground. No, seriously, I see I see a lot of similarities. I didn't beat my dad in one on one till I was 19 years old and I was a freshman at UCLA. So, and I had been playing him since I was 12. And so he uh he he didn't let me win, man, for like seven years, bro. He was like a thousand and two hundred and oh against me. And then I finally beat him, man. Trust me when I tell you, it definitely made me feel like you know I was doing something when you finally beat him, man. Um, what about your mom, man? How about how much has your mom meant to everything that you've been doing, man, as far as just from from everything? How how much does she mean in your life? Nah, my mom means the world to me, you know. She's in that basketball world too. Sometimes she'd be trying to tell me like stuff I need to work on. I kind of just uh, I gotta <laughs> go back to my room and remember like she's actually like in the world too. So yeah, she does everything for me and my little brother. No, that's great, man. That's great. Always, you know, respect moms, man, because the yeah. moms, the sacrifice and the, and the love that they do, man, it's, it kind of goes unseen and unheard. But it's that stable every single day. You know, we, we put up, we wearing our hard hat, grabbing our lunch pail and we checking in and checking out. So, man, that's that's really dope, man. It reminds me of when I think about KD. I don't know if you've ever seen Kevin Durant at the MVP acceptance speech when he kind of lost it. But it, it just that's what it's all about, man. That's that that moment in life is, is, is really what it's all about. Well, Giovanni. Uh, I had you on, man, uh, for a while, man. I appreciate you stopping Thanks. through, bro. I, I, are you about to go work on your game right now? You later on, it's raining outside right now. I was going to go outside and get some shots up, but I, I just got to go to the gym later on, probably like 8 o'clock. I'm waiting for my little bit to get back to school, get some okay. food. Okay, okay, yeah, man, keep that up, man. Stay locked into the gym work, bro. Keep getting it in and keep doing what you've been doing, man. It's, it was really exciting to have you on today and chop it up with you, bro. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Giovanni Ruff. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER.